Good morning, Deer Park, and welcome to the first episode of the Anything and Everything podcast, brought to you by the Deer Network. I'm Dirdo Edward. And I'm Yeshua Perez. Today, we're joined by an old teacher of ours, Mr. Travis Barker from Deepwater Junior High. Mr. Barker currently teaches STEM, robotics, and Texas history. He actually taught us Texas history in seventh grade, and then STEM in eighth. How are you, Mr. Barker? I'm good. I'm good, gentlemen. Okay, so the first question, uh, how are Amanda and the kids? Uh, my wife, Amanda, is doing fine, and my two children, Calvin and Lincoln, uh, they're they're super cute, and they're doing fantastic. Lincoln just got his own big boy bed, a so big boy bed. that's been exciting. That's big boy bed. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, he got a twin bed, no longer a crib, and uh, he sleeps in his covers, and he's all about monster trucks, man. Monster trucks, wow. Okay, so the next question, how have y'all been faring <laughs> during COVID? So... Um, I got off starting spring break like you guys did, and we were stuck at home for all that time. And then, of course, it led into summer. And so, um, you know, it was actually was kind of nice being off in the spring because, you know, when you're in school, you kind of walk by the windows and you see how nice it is outside during the spring. Um, it kind of stops being cold, but it's in between the way too hot summer months of June and July. Yeah. Uh, but we got to go camping and we, we go walk around. We have a nice neighborhood we live in. So we just like, got to go out a whole bunch. And once June and July rolled around, it was just too hot to go out. So we're going to go and stir crazy. Honestly, I, I could tell you the difference between the weeks in the spring because I had school still. I was still making stuff. But once summer rolled around, it was basically the exact same thing over and over. And yeah, man, just uh, at first it was not a lot of screen time. And then all of us kind of ended up watching YouTube or yeah. Uh, Calvin's into Geometry Dash now on the iPad, and uh, I of course have the Switch. We played Animal Crossing, uh, but you know you can only play Animal Crossing so long before you're like, all right, this is enough. Yeah, I also burned That's out on the game. We all like all of our friends. We kind of like played it for a while, like a long time. We eventually got burned out, but we're, I think we're gonna get back. Once it. I hit it big in the stock market, I was like, there's nothing else for me to yeah. do, and I I only want the art. But I've shown up to Red two times, and he hasn't had a single new piece and of art. Like so and that's a game changer, man. I'm done. You need to give me some art, or I'm not coming back. Back in the spring, how did you like teach? Because you did send a, you send us a couple of videos of like videos you'd shown to your students. How else did you give them assignments? Oh, it's hard to imagine because back in those days, um, back in those days, uh, <laughs> in March, you know, we were still trying to wrap our heads around what was going on. It wasn't guaranteed we were going to miss the whole time, and. As an elective teacher, I only had STEM and uh, robotics, thankfully. I didn't have my third uh, prep like I do now uh, with social studies. So I only had to offer one hour of content. And so a week, a week. So you can imagine, you know, I, I usually do five hours of content across two or three classes. So I would want to make a good video, explain what was going on, use examples, take student work and show those as examples, those of who were uh, participating and turning in. And uh, basically, it was just like a TV show every week. So I have eight episodes of what I call stay-at-home teacher, um, where I stayed home, obviously, and I filmed from my room, and I filmed from a tent, and I would go different places, and I would invite uh, my various relatives, who are all me, um, to come help out. So I think I did a pretty good job, and it prepared me for right now, but now I'm doing an hour of content a day for three classes, and... Uh, frankly, it's a nightmare in between grading and contacting students at home who aren't contacting you. Yeah. And just for the most part, I'm trying to keep it interesting. I was, I don't want to look like a jerk to the kids. I want it to be quality, but at the same time, quality takes time. And so I need about an hour for each lesson, you know, put stuff together, scan, uh, redo it. I rarely have any time to actually go back and add to it. And that's really the shame because that's where the little details come in. And that's where kind of the little things that kids pick up on 
uh, you have time to prepare. And now I'm just basically, I never look, I'm like driving a sports car without a rear view mirror. I don't care what was behind me. I don't care what I did a week ago. Um, I'm always a week ahead. And sometimes I'm a, I'm a day ahead, but uh, it's, it's just so difficult keeping track of all that stuff. It's like juggling like four or five things at the same time, yeah. uh, but all things you like, so you don't want to drop them at all. Exactly. So like, right. how do you think the kids are doing? Like, do you think the kids are doing better than they did in the spring and stuff like that? So I know everybody has their own opinion on this and I, I'm not going to deny them that, you know, if whatever you think it is, that's what it is. But my mom was asking me because she's a former teacher. And I said, basically, it's kind of the same, really. The good kids find ways to get it done. Um, you know, I would have students who show up five days a week, but still don't turn in anything. That's normal mm-hmm. uh, for some students. Um, now, nowadays, if a kid's at home, uh, I've been on the phone the last week um, or so trying to get kids who just really have not, just really disengaged. They're not participating. Uh, come to find out they've been telling their parents they're doing fine. So their parents aren't checking Skyward, uh, which is the easiest way to check grades. I don't even know why we have progress reports. Uh, but essentially, the kids who struggle are continuing to struggle, and they have been struggling since March, and they really do have a gap that they're going to have to try and uh, cross, but with no real bridge being built so far. I mean, once again, your teachers are trying their best, but if the student is not putting an effort forth, it's that much harder to identify what needs to be done to intervene and assist them, especially if they don't show up to teams meetings, or in one case, I can't even contact a student at his house. I don't really don't know what's going on. So, you know, you tell the administration and they're well aware of it, you know, it's the same kids across the board, but you want to do what's best for them. So this week and next week, it's like we're reviewing and, you know, it's, it's a transition, but moving forward, you know, this is all normal now. Mm-hmm. Uh, used to be weird and now going onto Canvas and watching videos and doing your work, emailing, that's how it goes. Um, so basically, I think it's the same, but that also means that the kids who already were disenfranchised are so much more so. Um, so I guess that is new. Uh, but like I said, the good kids, they don't make excuses. They turn their work in, they ask questions. I got a kid turns his work in six times, almost every time, because every time I send him a comment on what to change, and he does it. And that's the difference between a successful and an unsuccessful student right now. So Video Game Club, you are the sponsor at Deepwater. It's a pretty old club, would you say? Five years? And this would have been the seventh year. Seventh year. Wow. Yeah. Oh we started God. in 14. Yeah. yeah. And then I think we had an unofficial year. We had a zero year. I called it that because at first it was just a meeting of students with 3DSs in my room. Just in your classroom, yeah. Just in my classroom. And then um, the next year we started formally in the Avid room and we moved to the band hall. And then when I got this position in the STEM room, now this is our uh, base, uh, which is nice because everything's right here. Uh, But Video Game Club. um, Yeah, man, the problem with Video Game Club is every single year it is different. Uh, You know, I used to have the standard stuff. We started by playing Mario Kart 7. And then Smash Wii U came out. Um, and since then, Ultimate's come out. We discover new games every now and then, specifically Towerfall. Or um, what's that one game where they can't move? It's like Move or Die, I think it's called. Uh, pretty fun party game. I think sometimes the rules are a little bit too much. But for the most part, people seem to enjoy it. Uh, but, you know, PlayStation 5 is around the corner. So we want to get one. Um, but, you know, what games are there to play? What four-player games like? What's that one game called? Gang Beasts? You know, kids love it. I hate it. But we need games like that. So uh, the future of Video Game Club is, of course, we're going to continue to get new systems. But our new issue is that we're running out of screens. So I'm, I'm looking into buying a projector, creating some sort of uh, cart where you can move it around wherever and play video games anywhere. Uh, but we're collecting all the uh, 
all the right, consoles. Right. Speaking of video game club, have you ever thought about having tournaments with other junior high? Yes, actually, uh, my first two years, I talked about it. Um, I had contacted uh, some people at Fairmont. I still have some contacts over there, and I wanted to open it up to kind of a weekend uh, type of tournament. And so if it worked out with Fairmont, then we can invite Bonnet and Deer Park. And I guess that was at the beginning of all this eSports stuff, and that clearly screams I didn't have kids back then uh, because <laughs> since then it hasn't become a priority. But I would love to get some of those kids over here because uh, I know they have video game club at the high school. Yeah. And I know kids play video games all over, but, you know, some kids aren't necessarily um, the best at their particular, I, I would say, traditional school extracurriculars. Uh, you know, and video games are also a thing. Esports and Twitch are on the rise. Um, but for the most part, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it'd still be kids playing games. Yeah, I think because also at the high school, they, um, aside from the just the regular video game club, we've started having an esports club. So if you okay. could, like, band together the junior highs, we could collaborate with the high schools, which would be pretty sick, I think. Because, like, you still have, I mean, I assume it's hard to have video game clubs under the current circumstances. Of yes. Now, I've been informed that we're not allowed to do anything extracurricular, especially in my situation where it'd be 50 kids in the room. Um, and they would have masks on, but they're all touching the same controllers. They're all sharing the same controllers. And, um, you know, are, are people taking it seriously over there, too? I mean, we're doing pretty good. Uh, I think for the most part, yeah. everybody's pretty well, wears their mask and whatnot. Uh, but yeah. it looks like it's going to carry into spring, and I don't even know if we're going to get to have it this year. So um, yeah. that would be a shame. But at the same time, you know, you just say, hey, we're having a video game club, and people show up. So, Mr. Barker, your twin brother, supposed twin brother, Tex, is, does he exist, or is he just an urban legend? He does. He does. I would never exist, or I would never. You would never uh, exist. Tex does not exist. Okay. Yes. There are scripts out there even explaining it. I never got a chance to film them. But uh, yeah, Tex is real. He's very real. No, see, now I don't you're know not, if you're being serious. You're not joking with okay. this, yeah. He, you're joking because, okay, here's the thing. I always thought, like, honestly, in like seventh and eighth grade, he told me about Tex and he used to say that if he didn't want to come to school, <laughs> Tex would come and substitute for him and nobody knew. And I believed him. I don't know why. I, and then like a few weeks ago, I was talking about it with my friends and they were like, you, got, you realize Tex doesn't exist, right? And I was like, what are you talking about? And now I don't know if he's being serious because he's, I, does he exist? Yeah. I don't know. You're saying that with the smile <laughs> yeah, on your face. He lives in Montana. He's my twin brother, so we look alike. <laughs> and his name is Tex. But, but the difference is that he doesn't wear glasses and he wears a cowboy hat and he always wears the same embroidered cowboy shirt I, uh, that he has. <laughs> my dream is to host a pep rally as Tex. But if, I don't know, you guys got to spend three years seeing, I think you probably saw at least six of them. But I always like to bring surprises that I don't tell the cheerleaders. So they're just as surprised as everybody else. So if Tech showed up to host the pep rally, first of all, no one would know who he is. Right. Uh, exactly. For right now, I have 26 social studies students. And he has subs he's already substituted for me. Uh, and he substituted one of my classes uh, in the spring also. Um, so that, that would be awesome if I could bring Tex because Tex doesn't break character. He's he's 100% Tex. He's not a he doesn't apologize, and he kind of sounds like Foghorn Leghorn, really. So, in your recent years of teaching, you've been teaching Texas history and STEM. What would you say that some of the best projects that have been made from your students? Man, let's see here. Um, so, STEM Tech Ed is now STEM, um, and robotics is the other class. Uh, but let's see here, the paper roller coaster. Uh, that was really cool. When I found that, I was like, is this going to be good? And they ended up loving it. Um, is that the one with the marble? Is, 
that we did? The Marvel, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember that one. Um, video production, if you have a kid who takes it seriously, even just the 19 or 20 shots, it's 20 shots now, where they learn how to film, those are always really good. Uh, today, we did the commercial for video production, and I showed a bunch of old commercials, not the Tide Pod ones, unfortunately, but um, I had a really good one. It's called Joe's Insurance. I had them make up a product last year, um, and they did a really good job for the most part. And um, really, just when kids have a chance to fly, man, when you give them a chance, I don't like to get, put too many restrictions on so when we do graphic design, I say, pick your favorite brand. But the assignment is make a poster using Keynote. So they're using all of the features that Keynote provides, presenting things in a pleasant manner. You can always add a different font, change the colors, contrast, rearrange. I mean, there's just really no end to it until you just say, okay, I think this is good enough. Is there any specific project that like jumps out at you? Because I remember you telling me that like your students have been like getting really good at them in recent years yes yeah. yes that's true um but you know i also need students who will take it seriously as well um mm -hmm. and they, they're willing to take it and when a student's asking me not what are we supposed to be doing but they're asking a specific question um kind of reminds me of like we did podcasts in uh sound production and you guys made songs so i was able to make a parody of billy eilish's bad guy uh it was called interrupt guy and it's about a student who just takes all of the attention from the class and puts it on themselves for no other reason than, you know, that's, they're just, they just don't really care about anything but themselves. Um, so if you need that, I'll, I'll try and find that for you. That was one of my videos too, but um, it's, it's really good. I mean, a whole music video and everything. So the podcast you made a couple of years ago, was that two years yeah, ago? Yeah, Barker and Friends with my co-hosted by Vathai, who is a ninth grader now. Yes. So how did that come about? Uh, that's funny because I think two years ago I had come up with the idea to do podcasts, but I had never done one. So I had to practice. And mm -hmm. so um, sh she was always really good about doing her work and would always kind of ask me about the other class, um, even though she never ended up taking it. Uh, but I said, hey, we come in and help me practice. And um, another young lady came in and we practiced. And that's where I got the microphone from. And I learned how to record. And um, but essentially, it just kind of started organically. And then a couple other students wanted to join. You can find these on my website. Uh, yeah. They're old, you know, they're probably kind of cringy now, uh, but we tried the sauces from McDonald's and Chick-fil-A. And uh, we had an episode where a, one of our athletes came in and we talked about sports and I had some, I don't think you would find these on actual sports talk radio. I, I was trying to convince a boy to become the first male volleyball player in junior high. Um, that was <laughs> what I wanted him to do. I told him he could be a trailblazer, but he didn't like that idea. Yeah. So judging from the shelf behind you, you have a lot of nerdy, comic-y types of uh, figures and stuff, right? So have you... And awards given to me from students. And awards, But yeah. mostly nerd stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my wife goes, you got to bring that to school. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, don't worry. We still have Legos and statues at home too, but hers mm -hmm. are all Gude Tama and um, uh, Agretico. That's what yeah, she's, she's like, get it out of the house. I don't want my kids but, to grow up into that. <laughs> And we have Legos too. We got a lot of nice Lego sets. So have you read any manga or watched any anime lately? Man, we were like the original manga kids, man. I used to have to wake up at five in the morning to press record so I could record what turned out to be heavily edited Dragon Ball Z episodes. And then once you found out that it was highly edited, it turns out Telemundo had unedited Dragon Ball Z episodes. So I would watch those, but they're in Spanish. Uh, but it was more entertaining because there was more violence, uh, which I guess was what we were into. So once I moved past Dragon Ball Z, they had two Nami blocks. Um, they used to have one in the afternoon on Cartoon Network. 
And then they moved it to uh, at the end of Adult Swim. And I watched like Outlaw Star and Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo. And um, those are some of my more favorite ones. Um, yeah, and then uh, recently over the summer, I finally caught up with One Piece, but I haven't read too much other manga other than that. I have a lot of the first Tenkabons of a lot of series just to have yeah. them and kind of see what they're, they are. But, uh, you know, very quickly manga can get kind of creepy. Um, but also they have some really cool ideas, which I think would translate well to cinema. Um, you know, Death Note would be a really cool movie if they actually bothered to do a live action. I don't, I guess I don't I'm there's, about, they, no, there's no they, live action. They have made a live action. No, there isn't. Note. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, there is. It's on Netflix. No, it's but no. apparently it was. It was that's really like saying bad. that there's a movie for Avatar. That's impossible. That's oh, oh, right, right. Well, right. remember they had a live action Dragon Ball movie too, and mm. it was awful. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> so I've been asking my friends and like just anyone that I'm close to this question recently a lot. Who who do you think would win in a fight, Batman or Spider Man? Batman. But actually, you know what? It would be one of those. Where they both realize they're both on the same side. Kind no, of but like if they had to pit, because you know, Batman so, and no, Superman a, are on the same side. Okay, yeah. well, let's first remember that these are completely different universes. Right. So they have to somehow cross the bleed into a new universe. And now they're fighting. Technicalities each other? aside, wh- who would win? Yeah. Who would win? Just imagine. It's hypothetical. Not a fight to the death, like until like they're immobilized because they both don't kill mm-hmm. canonically. It could go either way. It just depends on who's writing them. I mean, it depends on who the publisher is. Depends on who's writing. Uh, you know, there okay. was a DC uh, Marvel crossover in the '90s, so you could probably double check that. Um, they had key matchups, but I think Batman won his matchup, but Superman lost his. I'm just guessing. But I didn't in read your that opinion, one, but... just who would win? <laughs> opinion. Let's see: the radioactive spider-bitten guy, or the billionaire superhero. Orphan, right? Mm. He doesn't have his Orphan. parents. Yeah. Very, Orphan. very important to deal. Yeah, yeah. No, he is. He is. Uh, I have to give an answer. This is so dumb. <laughs> it's, it's like when people say, hey, do you like apples or oranges? It's like, well... Well, that's like comparing apples to oranges. <laughs> it's, kind of like that. it's totally a subjective argument. I mean, if I was a Marvel fan, I guess I would say Spider-Man. But, Different universes. You know, Batman's my favorite. Um, so, yeah, Batman. Batman would win. Right, okay. Good, 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 good. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's like saying who's hotter, Wonder Woman or rogue <laughs> but okay okay you're like but then again they're illustrated so like jessica rabbit said you know it's just how i'm drawing jessica rabbit okay and not lola bunny jessica <laughs> man no no jessica rabbit she at least looks oh, well, okay. yeah that's, well, true. that's fair enough <laughs> okay now we're you know we're nearing the end so first of all i would like to you know thank you for your time because this is the first episode of the podcast so we'd like to thank you for being our guest Sure. So just one more question. Would you eat a person to save your mother? Yeah. No hesitation. Oh, How much? How much? Like finger fingers? No, like, I mean, just like, like an entire uh, person. Like a rump roast? Like, Do I have to cook them? Like from head to toe. Yeah, from head to toe. <laughs> oh, God, man. Like, oh in a, because, um, okay. I wouldn't even eat like a cow's brain. I got to eat yeah. human brain? I mean, just like the entire person. Like a fajita taco mother. and like later because, tell me that it was somebody? Because obtaining the meat is what's illegal but eating it is not illegal so just that's completely that's 100 not oh, true dead. that is ridiculous <laughs> i mean where did you get I, that meat so i guess if in this situation it just appeared in yourself someone fed you a fajita taco and you're like that was pretty good what was that and you're like carl <laughs> and like, what and they're like yeah now we're not going to kill your mom carl. And i'm like thanks <laughs> you know i appreciate so you, it. you would who's carl <laughs> so you would eat a person to save your mother i would do a lot of things to save people i love Okay, yeah. so you would eat a person. 
like wear a mask. I would wear so a mask. So you do agree that you would eat if a person? Meant, if one less person died in this. You would eat an entire human person to save your mother if she was in. I don't see. I wouldn't eat an entire anything. Answer the question, Mr. Parker. Answer the question. Answer the question. Yes, you would eat a person. Are you talking about like and their bones? Like I got. I mean, I suppose. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, do you eat? You don't eat bones whenever you eat fried chicken, do you? Oh, you gotta eat the whole human, but not the bones. Yeah, you just put those in the garbage. Whatever is edible. Chicken wing, you know, you just you don't eat, you don't swallow the bone with it. Okay, let's let's say ribs. Okay, yes, I would eat a human rib if it meant saving my mom. Hopefully, I get to prepare it because I, I made some really good ribs this weekend. Uh, I can make I can make a good sauce and gravy. That's a, that's an Italian thing. So, human ribs and gravy would be a delectable meal in order to save your mother. <laughs> is that what you wanted me to say the whole time? <laughs> I just wanted to know. I love my answer. mom. I want her to live. Um, I don't know what who these horrible cannibals are. Who you are there's some horrible people. You're the horrible oh, cannibal yeah. if you're eating the person. Well, I mean, in it wouldn't end, be horrible in the be end. intentions, but he is a cannibal. So. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, hey, we should do this again uh, because I could I could talk for hours. This, this was fun. fun. This is fun. Uh, and I have no idea how this is going to make me reflect if there are other people listening to this. So I don't really <laughs> think of that kind of stuff until later and even then i don't really care uh because i'm not really worried about this stuff Absolutely. but yeah All right, man cool yeah. well i don't want to waste any more of your time so we will see you later okay mr worker goodbye mr travis all right there's your initial y'all take it easy guys i'll talk to y'all soon be good